Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening. It's March 22nd, 2019. My name is Mark Surianis. I want to welcome you to a special edition of the Taekwondo Life Magazine podcast, Taekwondo Magazine Live. This evening I have a special program for you, very somber, in light of the passing 24 hours ago of a person who's very dear to me and very special to the Taekwondo community, and that's Grandmaster Yanhi Park, Y.H. Park great grandmaster to many in the Taekwondo community. Grandmaster Park was born in Korea on July 24th, 1942. I'm going to read you from his niece, Nina Park, also a Taekwondo practitioner and a famous K-pop singer. From her statement today on behalf of the family. At midnight on March 22nd, 2019, my beloved uncle, Yanhee Park, was called unto the Lord. He quietly departed in his sleep at his New Jersey home, surrounded by his family and loved ones. He was and will always be remembered as a beloved son, brother, father, friend, teacher, mentor, Olympic Taekwondo pioneer and philanthropist. Grandmaster Yanhee Park dedicated his life to making modern Taekwondo what it is today. He is a legend amongst his peers and in the world Taekwondo community he will be remembered as one of the greatest Taekwondo champions and grandmasters of all time. His legacy is carried on by his two children, Jessica and Andrew Park, his brother, Hyanwan Park, his niece and nephews, Nina Edward and Elliot Park. My uncle, Hyanhee Park, was a kind soul. When he was but a boy, he gave up eating meat after looking in the eyes of a cow that was on the slaughter line. He noticed the tears streaming down its face and realized that it had a soul. He vowed never to eat meat again, and he never did. Hyanhee Park will never be forgotten. His influence on our family was immense and the loss of his physical presence will be felt throughout our days. As his niece, I am heartbroken and grief-stricken. I close my eyes and can imagine his kind smile and warm hugs. I will always give him a big kiss on the cheek. I miss him so much already. May God bless his soul and let him rest peacefully. He will be greatly missed. Those are beautiful and heartfelt words by Nina Park the niece of Grandmaster Park. Those sentiments are shared by anyone who had the opportunity to know great-grandmaster Park. And I had an opportunity to spend time today thinking about his legacy and his impact, both personally to me, to the people that I know, and to the entire modern Taekwondo community. I think that for many young people today, they don't know Grandmaster Park personally because of his age and his years of not being actively involved in training and teaching in recent days because of his health and simply because while they know the name Y.H. Park very well, 
they're a little bit removed from the times that he struggled to develop this art in the United States and around the world. For me, having had the opportunity and the, the pleasure to be a little bit older and to have met and spent time with and trained with both Grandmaster Park and his protégés, his students, his contemporaries, great men like Grandmaster John Buren, who is the president and CEO of Flushing Bank here in New York and who, who graced the cover of our uh, December issue, Grandmaster Bob Strangio, uh, Master Phil Danielle, Master Sandy Edelman, uh, people of, of that ilk, and of course, perhaps the most famous and, and well-known of, of people that have come from the legacy of Grandmaster Park is his brother, Grandmaster Hyunwon Park, a person who's very dear to me, to my family, and to the Taekwondo community. The impact of Grandmaster Hyunhee Park is so profound, so global, so significant that I really do think that in the coming days that probably one of the most significant aspects of his passing will be that people will take time to share their stories, to take time to share their memories, take time to share their love of him and of the art. We'll take time to memorialize these things and we will start to hear and see things that people either didn't remember, didn't know, or just had rested away as something that we take for granted. I saw a flurry of posts, some of which I'll read tonight, of old photographs, of heartfelt memories. But the one thing that was universally true in what I saw in the posts from all around the world, from Korea, from all over the United States, is that this was a man who was deeply, deeply respected, who was deeply loved, who was deeply honored. And I will tell you from my personal experience with him, with his family, with his dojang, with his students, with his protege, that that respect was well-earned and well-deserved. To be a student of YH Park, to be a black belt of YH Park, to be trained under the system of Grandmaster Hyanhee Park and Hyanwon Park, and now Masters Edward and Elliot Park, has weight and gravitas around the globe. We very proudly say, humbly, but proudly say, not simply, I am a black belt, I am a second don, I am a third don, but I am a YH Park black belt. Because 
of the foundation that was built by this great and fine man over the course of the last six decades in the Taekwondo community. In uh, June of 2017, Grandmaster Park graced the cover of Taekwondo Life magazine together with a contemporary of his, a Grandmaster Hyung Ro Lee. Certainly was not the first time that Grandmaster Park had been on the cover of a martial arts magazine. Countless times, Black Belt, Taekwondo Times over the years. Magazines that are no longer even in, in print, that if you were to look up the history of those, there's a, a very good site, which we have no affiliation with. It's called Martial Arts Mags. I think it's mamags.com. It has probably every cover of every martial arts magazine ever printed from the beginning of time until now. And you can peruse it and see tons of martial arts magazines, Karate Kung Fu Illustrated, uh, Martial Arts World, all of which at one time or another had Grandmaster Y.H. Park, Senior and Junior, on the cover, transcending even the popularity of the Taekwondo community. Our December article was called Fathers of Wisdom, and it was a bit of the Taekwondo history from the Jitaquan lineage. For those that know a little bit about Taekwondo history, the current system of Taekwondo comes out of the origination of nine Kwans or schools to form the modern, and one of the original Kwans was Jitaquan. That is the style that was practiced by Grandmaster Park and is still practiced by the Waich Park, Dojang, and Taekwondo Academy today. Jitokan means the house of wisdom. That's its literal translation. Being born in, in Korea during World War II, and living into the post-war. Taekwondo took a very different and significant relevance in the political and personal and military fundamental being of, of the Korean people. Something that's a little hard for people in the United States and even probably people in modern South Korea to fully understand. But Grandmaster Park was among those men that were very, very significant at that time. And I use the term men because it was a largely, at that time, male-dominated set of Taekwondo athletes. When you look at the life of Grandmaster Park, you cannot look at it separate and distinct from the life of Korea at the time. You were in post-war Korea, and there was a tremendous amount of turmoil and 
political upheaval and poverty. Grandmaster Park, as a younger man, studied Taekwondo, and of his great contributions, one of the greatest of his contributions was to take his younger brother under his wing, Hyunwon Park. Master Hyunwon Park recounts this story, recounts it in his book, Taekwondo, My Life, another great book about how his older brother, to keep him from being bullied, introduced him to Taekwondo. Together, these men would not only take their beings, their physical beings, but would take their vision from Korea to the United States and would be the architects among the architects of the globalization of Taekwondo. The senior grandmaster, the late grandmaster, Hyanhee Park, was the original national champion of Korea, great fighter, a great combatant, a great trainee, and a great trainer. His teachers would go on to form what is now the Kukiwan, the World Taekwondo Headquarters. Those of you who don't know too much about the Kukiwan probably know that your Don certificates come from the Kukiwan. The Kukiwan is the place in Korea that essentially, for all intents and purposes, is what gives validity in terms of the standards to your black belt certificate. And it unifies, to some degree, the curriculum so that if you are under the umbrella of the Kukiwan, regardless of what country in the world you're in, you'll have some familiarity with the outstanding curriculum. And Grandmaster Park was of the generation that was involved in this movement. He came to the United States, a bright man, an ambitious man, and he began teaching. He began teaching people who had an interest in learning. At that time, it was mostly adults. There's very few programs for children. The martial arts was not widely practiced in the Western world and was not considered to be, the, while the philosophies were, it was not universally hailed as being something that was for children. It was for adults. Grandmaster Park became the USA team coach at the World Taekwondo Competitions in 1981. In 1985, he served as vice president for four years of the U.S. Taekwondo Federation. In 1990, he was inducted into the Athens World Congress, which was a great honor. 
He served as the de- Deputy Secretary of the World Taekwondo Federation's Pan Am Division. And in 1993, he and his brother embarked on a course of action that would literally transform Taekwondo. And that was that they became co-chairman of the 11th World Taekwondo Competition, which was held in New York City. Not only held in New York City, but which was held on the greatest sports stage in the world, Madison Square Garden. And these two men with a vision, but with little experience in organizing an event of this size, took on the challenge, as they would, an event that was going to be broadcast on ABC's world, Wide World of Sports, something that was relatively unheard of for Taekwondo. A tournament that would house a thousand or so competitors from nearly 90 countries from around the world. Logistically, it was an unbelievable event. And it was a significant event because the eyes of the world and the eyes of the Olympic Committee were on this. Failure may mean the Taekwondo would be relegated to being a regional martial art. Success, as we saw, led to the 10th IOC's General Assembly voting for recognition of Taekwondo as an Olympic sport. And the rest, I would say, is history. It was a historic decision, and it really had so much to do with the work of Grandmaster Park and his younger brother. That wasn't the end of the journey for Grandmaster Park. He continued to teach. His dojang is known around the world. He trained generations of leaders, developed children's programs, anti-bullying programs, became one of the founders of the New York Open Taekwondo Championships and Korean Cultural Festival, the most recognizable tournament to take place in New York every year. And it, it has the distinguishing marks of being a Korean cultural festival as well, something that's so significant to Grandmaster Park, to be able to showcase the Korean food, the Korean dance, the Korean music, the Korean the Korean uh, outfit, the, the, the Korean traditional clothing. And in his heart of phil- philanthropy, it's a fundraising event that gives has given every single year charitable contributions from the proceeds. And this is what Grandmaster Park was about, and this is what Grandmaster Park's legacy was all about. I know from my own experience from dealing with Grandmaster Park that he and his brother were responsible for replicating their success through sponsoring the immigration of hundreds of Korean masters to the United States to give them the opportunity to be their own business people, to spread the art of Taekwondo and the style of Jita Kwan. As you travel the entire United States, 
you would be hard-pressed to find a, a Taekwondo school that didn't have somebody affiliated with it that was at one time or another sponsored by Great Grandmaster, the late Honey Park. And that is a testament to an enduring and endearing legacy that has his fingerprint on the practice of Taekwondo in the modern world in 192 countries. As I had indicated, as you go through the day, we're not even 24 hours into the passing of Grandmaster Park, the outpouring of public sentiment and memories and stories is great. As I flip through some of the Facebook posts that I wanted to share with you, you get a sense every single one of them is filled with love and respect. But it's more personal than that. Sergio Cha from Querétaro, Mexico. Grandmaster Park visited us on two occasions in 1982 and 2006 together with a Grandmaster from Eagle Park. These were great memories. May he rest in peace. Condolences from a gentleman in Syosset. My, my son studied with Weich Park Taekwondo in the Syosset area. He learned so much about respect, discipline, and exercise from these great men. What a great overall experience. These are the, the types of comments that are just pouring in. Deepest sympathies in the loss of a great man and a pioneer. Somebody wrote, I am deeply saddened to learn. While I only met him a handful of times during my younger days as a Taekwondo student, I was always honored to meet a man with such honor and prestige who so gladly passed his knowledge on to his students. He was kind, helpful, and respectful. Our sincerest condolences. These just go on and on. I saw earlier today Olympic gold medalist Herb Perez. Certainly an esteemed practitioner of Taekwondo in his own right. Posted one of my seniors, a truly great man and a great loss to our community, Grand Master Hyunhee Park, my condolences from our family to the family Y.H. Park. I expect that as the days go on, the personal stories will continue. The wake and the funeral have yet to occur. They will be emotional. But I think more than that, they will embody a celebration of a great life, of a great man, of a man who was loved, of a man whose impact was felt for. While we are people of respect and people of tradition, in this case, the love and the admiration for Grandmaster Park is more than that. It's personal, based upon people's personal experiences. 
and based upon their personal interactions. Grand Grandmaster Donald Dancer wrote, This was truly a man of Taekwondo. He will be missed. And I think for anybody who, who knows a little bit about him and a little bit about what that means, that says it all. He's a man of Taekwondo. I think that is how he lived his life. A dangerous man, a man who was fierce, a powerful man, but a man with a gentle and loving side, and a man who was deeply, deeply filled with conviction. I encourage you to find time to study up on the YH Park legacy, to study up on Great Grandmaster keep him in his family in your thoughts and prayers and I leave you with this thought what is the measure of a man's life for some their life can be measured on how they impact the life or the lives of someone else on the planet Grandmaster Park forever improved the lives of many people. Some of those people knew him. Some of those people knew of him. Some of those people he knew. Some of those people had heard of him. But the true magnitude of his legacy is that there are so many people that perhaps never knew him, never met him, don't really know him, and yet their practice of Taekwondo and their lives have been impacted, influenced, by this man and his enduring legacy to his family that I feel is also my family I extend my love and support may the memory of great grandmaster Yanni Park be forever eternal in our hearts in our minds and in our dojangs You've been listening to Taekwondo Life Magazine's podcast, Taekwondo Magazine Live. This is a special tribute to great grandmaster, Yanni Park. Thank you and good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.